know, we finished teaching so we can get our healing. And he was like, if you just get your healing, then I can stop teaching. You know, sometimes for, for things of God, sometimes there's some teaching that has to take place, you know, and some instruction that has to take place for proper receiving of what God already has for you. You know, we're limited and we and we suffer because of a lack of knowledge. That's why we're limited is there's this lack of knowledge that takes place. So if you receive teaching, if you get the teaching, then it makes it easier for you to receive whatever it is that you're needing. So teaching meets needing. It's kind of a way to say that. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? I'm hot. Is anybody else hot? It's hot in here. Y'all are not hot? Yeah, like that. Yeah, Michael. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Michael thinks he's hot because he's lost all that weight. He is looking pretty nice. Let's go to John. Not Mr. John over here, but John and St. John in the book of the Bible, the gospel of John. Everybody doing good today? Okay. We're going to talk about the glory this morning. We might talk about the glory next time. It just depends on what the scheduling is. I touched on it a little bit. Last week during the offering, whenever I talked about faith, hope, and love, these three, but the grace of these is love, I kind of started down that path, and I've been on that road, you know, since that time, I've kind of been on that road, talking about the glory of God, God's glory, His glory. He supplied all of our needs according to what? His riches in glory, right? That He is... That 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 glory, whatever that thing is, that glory is where all of the needs are met, according to that scripture. That's what it said. He supplies all of our need according to his riches. Where are they at? In glory. So what is glory? Well, there's a lot of ways to dis- define it. You can look it up and start to define the word all you want to. The the Merriam-Webster tells you some things, and then the the uh, the Strong's diction, uh, the the Strong's uh, concordance tells you some stuff. The Vines Dictionary tells you some stuff. There's a lot of different things that are going on out there. The best way that I can describe glory is using the Strong's in the Hebrew word. The the in in the Hebrew in the Old Testament, whenever the the word glory was first starting to be used by the children of Israel, the word that they used was kabod. Okay, now kabod. Is uh, anybody ever seen Back to the Future? Y'all seen Back to the Future? All of them. them? Yeah. Do you remember in the first one that that every time Marty McFly would say, you know, there was something that 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 Dr. Brown would say, and Marty McFly goes, "Oh, that's heavy," and he would go, "What? What is it in the future? Is stuff like is the gravitational pull more, or something? That's that's heavy. Oh, that's heavy. Y'all remember that in the movie? And what he was saying whenever he said, you know, oh, that's heavy, it just meant that it was Whoa, it was like, wow, that's like really deep and important and really strong, you know, heavy. The word kabod means heavy, weighty, okay? If you, uh, have you ever heard of the story of the Sleepy Hollow, the legend of Sleepy Hollow? You know the main character? Y'all remember the main character? Ichabod, Ichabod. The word Ichabod is actually in the Bible. You can find it there. They wrote the word on top of a, the doorway of a, of, a, of a synagogue and wrote Ichabod on it. Why? Because Ichabod 
means the exact opposite of kabod. It's light. There's nothing there. There's no presence at all. Ichabod. Isn't that kind of interesting? So kabod, or glory, means something that's weighty. And not, not in the sense of pounds and ounces and, 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 how, and kilograms, however you want to do that. Not in that sense, but the in sense of the importance of it and the amount of respect that has to be given to that thing of weight. All right? The cost of it is heavy. All right? Gold. Let's take gold, for example, okay? Gold can be kabod, Okay? Because gold is a weighty metal. It's heavy. And because of the weight of that metal, it's worth more than the others. It's worth more than anything. Well, not anything. We've got other metals out there. But it's a precious thing. It's a precious metal. And in that precious, where's that preciousness found? It's found in the weight of the metal. That's where it is. It's in the weight of it. The importance of it. The, the, the. Just the oomph of it is the best way I could say it. I mean, have you ever noticed? Have you ever really held like real gold? Anybody? Anybody ever touched real gold? Like 100% real gold? Yes? Like it's heavy. Yeah, he was a gold prospector. That's right. Justin was a gold prospector. If y'all didn't know that, he did panning up there in Colorado. He panned for years. That's the reason why he and Emily have so much money right now is because he was a gold prospector. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, price of gold's up, man. Go panning, dude. Do it. Yeah. So real gold, if you ever hold it in your hand, it's weighty. You look at it and you say, that doesn't look like it should weigh that much. Does that make sense? It looks like it shouldn't be that heavy, but it is. Okay? It's the same with the glory. The glory of God is this weighty, heavy, expensive, precious thing that we all look for and that we all want. Everybody in the stinking world that's ever been born and ever will be wants that glory, that weightiness, that just looking for it and the world has done everything the devil has done everything he can to give us something else that makes it all right that that something else to replace it i'm getting ahead of myself a little bit let's let's back up y'all with me everybody with me now okay did i say john 14 is that what i said okay john 14 and we're going to start in 19, and it's going to be a little bit, so just bear with me, okay? A little, a little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. This is Jesus talking. Verse 20, and that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He's talking about now. He's talking about this day. This is the way it is now. The Christian experience now is that. That's the Christian experience right now. In that day, which means today, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. That is the experience that Christians have. That's our life. He's in the Father and the Father's in Him and they're, they're in me. And all, it's all wrapped up together. Remember my Kool-Aid? 
Verse 21. He who has my commandments. This is Jesus still talking, okay? He who has my commandments and keeps them, it's he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Keep going. Judas, not as scary, it said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not, not to the world? And Jesus said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come and make we will come to him and make our home with him. You can just stop right there. So here's what's going on. Jesus is teaching the disciples. In the few scriptures before where I started, he starts talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send you another comforter. He's going to come and he's going to take care of you, okay? And then he goes directly into this. And Judas says, now wait a minute, Lord. How is it that the world... Back it up. How is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not the world? How's that going to work? And the reason why Judas asked this question is because Jesus is still talking about the Holy Spirit. If you back up, can you back up on that thing? Let me get where y'all are. I was in a different spot. Verse 16. Go to 16 for me, Miss Marvely. I'm sorry. Golly. Don't ever work the media whenever it's me. Okay, just don't. Just don't say, I quit. If it's Greg, I'm quitting. Because that's not what he said he was going to talk about. That's not the scripture that he said. I'll go on it. I'll get into it. I'll give it to you. Okay. This is John 14, 16. He said, and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper or comforter that he may be, may abide with you forever. Verse 17 says the spirit of truth whom the world cannot see because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Verse 18 says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. 19 is where we started. And he said a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live you will also live. And at that day, you will know. You see what he's doing? This is, this is, all, this is all in the same in the same little line. And in that day, you will know that I'm in the Father, and the Father in me, and I am you. What day is that talking about? It's talking about today. That's the day after the Spirit has entered into the world. The Holy Spirit is here. Remember the veil that tore whenever the day that Jesus was crucified? There was a veil that was torn. And the holies of holies that I was talking about earlier with the, with the Old Testament, the holies of holies, that presence that was in there sitting on the ark of the left. And now is in the world. And so the Holy Spirit is in the world. You don't have to go to a box to find the presence of God anymore. You can find the presence of God in the world. That's what he's talking about. And in that day you will know me and I will know the Father. And Father. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will love my, my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So Judas asked the question and then in verse 23. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. If you go back to 21, I'm going to land there for a long time, Marvel Lee. Oh, verse 21, Jesus said, if you keep my commandments... You have them and you keep them, you love me. If you do what he says, you love him. If you don't do what he says, you don't love him. It's real simple. It's real simple. I do what my daddy, Alan Lee, says. Alan Dale Lee tells me to do anything in the world, I'm about to do it. You want to know why? Because I love him. And right ain't got nothing to do with it. It's just that's what my daddy asked me to do. I'm going to go do it. Y'all with me? Marsha Lane Spillers Lee. If she asked me to do anything, I'm going to do it. You want to know why? I love her. She's my mama. 
If mama says she wants something done, Greg finna get up and go do it whether I can or not. I'm going to do it. Why? Because I love her. If we truly love Jesus, then what his expectation is is that we do the things that he's asked us to do. The way he's asked us to do it. If you love him, you'll do it. If you don't do it, it reflects your relationship with him. Does that make sense? It's he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and what? Manifest. Can you take that to the Amplified, please? Manifest myself to him. Look at this in the Amplified. This is cool. The person who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who what? Really loves me. There's a lot of people give a lot of lip service and go to a lot of church services and say a lot of really good things, but they don't do what he says. There's a lot of, there's a lot of talking going on. Lots of talking. (laughs) Yeah, and whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him, and will show, reveal, or manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. If we will just do what the word says, keep my commandments, it's he who loves me, and he'll be loved by my father, and I will love him, and I'll come, and I'll make myself real to him. See, in this world, everybody's looking for something real. They're trying to find the real in this world. That's the reason why drugs are so easy. Because it's real. It's something that you take into yourself that's real. That makes you really feel a real way. And they use it because it replaces the glory. The glory is what's supposed to make you feel that way. The glory was created for your body to react that way to it. The presence of God, the Holy Spirit, is the greatest high you will ever have in your life. And if you get addicted to it, you will stay high all the time. Every second of every day will be filled with nothing but, I don't give a crap. (laughs) That's the reason why Jesus said, don't worry for the morrow because there's plenty of sin that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. Why is it that I don't worry? Because I don't care. Why don't I care? Because I got a real God. That has manifested and revealed himself to me. And he's shown me that he can do anything and make anything happen. And all I got to do is believe that he's true. That's it. And in that moment, you get as high as a kite, baby. There ain't no alcohol. There ain't no pill. There ain't no nothing to take you as high as he can. I know some of y'all been high in here before. Don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hand. Just don't do it. Don't do it. 
I know some of y'all been high in here before, but ain't none of you ever got up so high that he is. Ain't never got there. It's the greatest high in the universe. And it's accessible simply by doing what he says. The glory. The presence of God. The spirit of God. The spirit of truth that leads you into all truth. The presence, the manifest presence of God is easily accessible to all of us. Go to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. Everybody doing good? Kabod, heavy, weighty. You ever you ever use the you ever use the term uh, that that you know they they just treated that thing just just light just frivolous like it didn't matter. That's the opposite of kabod. That's the ichabod that I was talking about. No, it didn't matter. It's just a light thing. Whatever. No, the things of God are much heavier. The glory is much more weighty of a subject. The problem is over time with the church and I. I Kind of go after the church a little bit. Uh, the problem with the church is that over time, this importance and respect has turned in more into a religious act than it is the actual accessing of his presence. And the religious act has become the commandment instead of what the word says. And now this religious, religious act of making sure that I do this, this, and this, and X, Y, and Z, and ABC, and all of that, becomes God. Yeah. Instead of what the Word says that God is, and that He's real. And so, you know, I will apologize for all of the church folk out there for telling everybody wrong. Now, I've never said it wrong, but, you know, I'm just... <laughs> because this is what happens. You be quiet in church. Be quiet. Better respect God. Well, why do I have to respect God, Mama? Because He'll get you. He'll come get you. <laughs> you don't be sweet. You got to be quiet. Be sweet. You shh, shh, be quiet. Here, here's a pencil. Right on that tithe thing. Right on that. <laughs> Been there. You see what I'm talking about? And it's rooted in the respect of the presence of God, but it's been twisted up and mangled up and just turned into something that it's not supposed to be. That's why we like for our kids to come up here and jump around and run around. Let them go. Just wait till you get to heaven. I mean, if that bothers you, heaven's going to be rough. You ain't going to like it. You ain't going to like it in heaven. If you don't like them kids up here jumping around and making stuff, and one of them even rolls on the floor, I think. He's rolling around on the floor. Hey, if you don't like that, you're going to hate heaven. You're not going to like it at all because heaven is not going to be a bunch of chairs with us sitting around watching Jesus talk. It ain't like that. It is a partay. Remember the most high, the highest you've ever been, that's it. In the glory all the time. Part of it. It's a party. If you ever read Revelations, there's a hundred million angels up there right now giving glory to God. That ain't quiet and that ain't just sit still. That ain't happening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Them little baby angels are acting ignorant. 
And there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of there's a bunch of Christians that got there. It's like, whoa, I made it, and they got all ignorant too. Yeah, it's all the wine they got up there. You're right. I mean, you're a wealth of knowledge today. You you want to come up here and do it? You just want the spotlight. Put the camera on him. That was his 15 seconds of fame. Done. <laughs> oh, man, we need like 12 days. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it's he who loves me. See, how you respond to the things of God regulates your love for him. If, if, if the things of God are not weighty to you, then how much do you really love him? Hmm. And I will manifest myself to him. Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you. Now this is Paul. The Apostle Paul. Not, not our Paul. But the Apostle Paul. This is the Apostle Paul writing what he's called one of his Paulian prayers. Because he says I'm on my knees praying. When I pray this, this is what I pray. And it's found, it's the second one that's found in Ephesians. The first one is found in chapter 1. This is the second one in chapter 3. And he says, he says in his prayer, his prayer is for the whole family of God, all of us, everybody in the body of Christ. His prayer is, is that he, talking about God, would grant to you, talking about you, according to the riches of his what? Glory to be what? Strengthened with might. Through his spirit in your inner man. So Paul is praying that not only do you get to experience the glory of God, but while you are there, you actually get something from him during the process of being in his presence. See, now we sing songs all day long about being in his presence. In your presence, in your holy presence. Y'all haven't sang that one in 30 years. But anyway... That's an old one, ain't it? <laughs> nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. And nothing else. <laughs> we sing these songs and we enter into the presence of God, into the glory. The weighty things of God. The Spirit of God. You're in the presence and the atmosphere of God, and we have a tendency to stop right there. Oh, I'm in his presence. And God's like, what next, y'all? Because I'm here to strengthen you with might, which is dunamis, which is power, force, ability. I'm here to give you and strengthen you with, with might through my spirit that lives in you. Come get you some. The glory of God, the presence of God is not so you can cry and get goosebumps. The glory of God is accessed so that you can get whatever it is you need strength for so that you can react properly in this world. You need healing? 
Get in the glory. You need money? Get in the glory. You need freedom? Get in the glory. You need to get depression off of you? Get in the glory. You need to be freed from any kind of anxiety and anything that's holding you down? Get in the glory. Because in the glory... He will grant you according to the riches that are in there. The riches in glory where all the needs are met and there ain't no problem and everything's great. It's what heaven looks like. You want to access heaven? Access the glory. According to the riches of the glory, He will to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man. Go to the next one. This just gets better. It just gets better. That Christ may dwell. Not that He will dwell. Live in you. That he will dwell in your heart through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love will know the... We'll be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, and depth, and height. Keep going. To know the love of Christ with patches knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now! Woo! Now! You don't been filled with all the fullness of God. You got all the love. You got Jesus living on the inside of you. You've been strengthened with dunamis, with might, with power to be able to operate in this earth. You got Jesus in you. You understand love, which you understand the love. There's so much in here. You understand love that fuels your faith. I mean, you're like a powerhouse. You're just sitting there like a freaking atom bomb, man. You're ready to explode. This is what happens when you get in the glory. This is what's supposed to be taking place. Not this. Not that. It's a place to receive power and strength to stand. Because I'll tell you, this world's hard and it's tough. And stuff happens all the time. And it's not the way that we think it ought to be. And it's not the way that we dreamed it to be. And it's not the way we expected it to be. It's hard. We have to stand. And so to stand properly, you got to have faith. you got to have God. And you get all that in the presence of God. Yeah. In the glory. Every bit of it. Man, I'm sorry to explode on you. This is, no, no, no. This has just been, it's been burning. It's like... Like, you see me sometimes, everybody like, what's wrong with Greg? He's burning. I got to say something, but I'm holding it because the Lord won't let me say it yet. And yeah, yeah, I'm mad about him this time. Is this making sense? So you got all the love, which makes your faith work. Oh my gosh, what's holding you back? Now him who is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above. Oh, what? You ask or think according to what? Woo! That he's already put on the inside of you when you get in the glory. My goodness gracious. You mean to tell me that you want to go smoke a blunt? No. No, baby. That ain't going to do nothing for you to make you feel good for just about, about what? What, about an hour, hour, 15 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> You noticed I looked over here. (laughs) It's my boy right there. Love you. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above everything you can ask and everything you can think according to the power that's working in you that you received while you were in the manifest presence of God. You get it right there. This morning. Before we cranked up this morning, 
That was the manifest presence of God, the glory of God, in one form. There's many different ways that you experience it. The manifest presence of God. At that point, you received strength, power, love, all that you need. So now God has done exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to that power that he's placed in you. The sky's the limit at that point. And if we simply receive, is this all we, go, go, to, go to John, what is that, John eleven forty? Is that right? That I gave y'all? Huh? Yeah, that'll work. Okay, listen. All right, the way this, if you got to go, go, because I'm over time. All right, this is the way this thing works right here, okay? This scripture right here is the way it works. Lazarus. Y'all have heard the story of Lazarus? We're in the big middle of it right here, okay? Jesus done shown up on the scene, and, uh, and he showed up on the scene, and, you know, Mary and Martha were like, oh, I've been dead for four days. If you'd have been here. It was one of these situations where it just seemed bleak. Impossible, hopeless situation. Mary and Martha had a brother. His name was Lazarus. He's dead. They did the funeral. Funeral's done. They're filing for life insurance and get, trying to get a copy of the death certificate at this point. Y'all with me? This is, this is business after. The man's been gone for four days. He's been dead four days. Hopeless. Gone. You've even already in yourself settled up. I see him in glory. Right? Are y'all with me? That's where this is at. This is a hopeless situation. No way out. Because I'm, you know, I'm just letting y'all know when somebody's dead, they're dead. When I die one day, I'm be dead. That's what we're dealing with here. This family just went through a terrible situation. Their brother is dead. They asked for Jesus to come. He didn't show up on their timing. See, they tried to load Jesus not only in a little box, but the little box got a ticking little clock on the front of it. Hey, you better hurry up and get my stuff done, Jesus. You better get your tail over here. Any ever, anybody ever been there? You just, God always, you know, oh, he's just on time all the time. Is that y'all? Ain't none of you been like, oh, Lord, I got to pay that bill tomorrow. Ain't none of y'all ever been there? See, God's timing ain't ours. He sees the end from the beginning. It don't work that way. This linear time frame that we operate in, he don't operate like that. He don't. He sees this scripture being written right now while I'm saying it at the same time. He operates outside of time. Time is not anything to do with him. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. He's outside of it. He's in eternity beyond time. You do understand that. While I t when I say Jesus said to her, he sees John writing it thousands of years ago. At the same time. It's awesome. He's so good. So he shows up late, according to Mary and Martha. My brother's dead. If you'd have been here, he'd still be alive. Dadgummit. 
It's funny how we get mad at God, isn't it? Get upset with him because he didn't do something the way we wanted it done, the way we saw it. But anyway, he comes up and the girl's asking him to do something about it. And he tells him to roll the stone away. And she goes, wait a minute, he's been dead four days. We ain't going to smell that mess. This ain't going to happen. He's been dead four days, Jesus. Stone's already been set. And he says, roll the stone away. And he looks at her. And I think it's, I think it's Mary who he's talking to, I think. He said, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see what? The glory. And right after this, he says, Lazarus, come forth. And that dude got up and walked out of that grave. See, if you can only believe, then you will see the glory of God. When you get in the glory... And you want to see the effects of the glory? We have to believe. And not only believe that he could do it, but believe that it's done and that I've already received the fullness of it and it's counted as done and over and I know that I know that I know that I know that it's done. And you do it all right there. In your presence. In your holy presence. The weary can find perfect rest. The broken are restored. In your presence. In your holy presence. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. And in that moment, everything you need is available. All you got to do is receive. Believe and you'll see the glory of God. Let's all stand. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.